It takes more than a copious backlog of unread books to be a great software engineer. This is episode 392 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we talk about all of your non-technical problems or questions in the technical field of software development. I guess I didn't even specify that they're software engineering related books in the intro. They could be. They could not be too. Maybe they're Do you all have a copious backlog books. of unread books? <laughs> I have I do have a couple of books I haven't read. None of them are software related. You said a couple. Does that mean single digit? I've got a backlog uh, right now of four books sitting on my nightstand. Oh, okay. I thought you said four and does that presumably mean the backlog is longer total? Nope, that's the whole that's backlog. Just, the just nightstand? four. Oh, okay. Yeah, the nightstand is the backlog. <laughs> I have like a backlog bookshelf, so... A bookshelf. I've got a problem. Multiple levels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like a real backlog. It's too long to ever groom it. There's no way you'll yeah. ever get to it. And it fills you but with it despair makes me feel good every to time look you at look it. at it. <laughs> no, no, it, feel, it, feels, it feels like it represents something when... Really, it's actually just overhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess like a real backlog, sure. Okay, well, speaking of backlogs, this uh, episode is sponsored by Notion, which is the best note-taking app with actually useful AI built into it. And we'll tell you more about Notion later on in the show. We will. Right now, we want to thank our wonderful patrons. Thank you to Chase W. Norton, typehere.dev. Never is not just a crater on Mars, flamingo emoji. I like chicken, I like liver, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Trash Panda, the computer science book.com, Valentin at Datafold, Santa Hope, Arkensi Dodds, Jenny Kim, Owen Shardle, Craig Motlin, The Stochastic Parrot, Patreon.com, we're hiring Ira Chan, one single question mark. Yes. Jonathan King, WebTow, awesome end to end testing, the unsettling nature of not knowing the content at WilliamAngel.net. Yes. <laughs> Travis, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Cody Sale, and Nick Cantor. Thank you. We appreciate you all, and you help keep the show going, and your legion of adoring fans uh, cheers every time we say your name. Yes. Uh, if if you want to be adored like them, by everybody, really, in, in the world, I think, you can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon, and any contribution will get you an invite to our Slack team, and enough will let you join the Hall of Heroes, the fabled <laughs> annals of... Of great ones. Of great Patreon contributors. Yes. And in case, All you right. know, before you ask, Jameson, I just want to say, yes, that single lonely question mark is indeed what the user put into the form. I double and they triple literally typed checked it. <laughs> question mark. Yes. I thought, All right. surely, surely somewhere between a relational yeah, there's database, be an encoding issue a or, JSON parsing, yeah. my Python code that now downloads the data, uh, somewhere, you know, between the note-taking app we use to track the show, somewhere someone broke an emoji. <laughs> no, it was a question mark as inputted by the user. 90% sure about that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, the question mark person. The mystery deepens yes <laughs> dave do you want to read our first question yes this is an anonymous listener who says we are a team of under 10 people who provide technical services to other departments of our organization we use a tool that is built by my by my boss to supplement our work but it is crucial for the team to do actual work the boss maintains it all by themselves and nobody is familiar with its code 
The boss is going to retire in a year or two. Nobody wants to learn the code of the tool, and the team can't do much without the boss, as we are more or less just individual contributors writing standalone code and delivering it to other teams who ask for it. Only the boss attends the leadership meetings, and the developers are completely unaware of the remaining processes that happen in the background, such as communicating with other departments to bring in work, and all that business stuff. I am afraid the team would break apart once the boss retires because nobody knows anything on how our team operates beyond within team level except for the boss. Shall I just plan for the job switch? (laughs) (laughs) You got a you got a year or two. It it does sound a lot like those ancient Egyptian pharaohs who die and their their like servants are killed and buried with them in the pyramids. Your boss is retiring, but they're taking might all be everything joining with them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can take it with yeah. you, it turns out. Your code and all your secrets. <laughs> you can keep other people from having it. <laughs> they do say that. They say there's so many things you can't take with you, but the password to my password manager is going with me. <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to log into my retirement accounts when I die. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Yes, the modern pyramid. Yes. I'm basically Pharaoh with my last pass password. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. I mean, the code thing seems less like a problem than no one on the team knows what is going on. Like outside the team. <laughs> you can, Yeah, like you can learn the code. That feels easier than... Oh well, this essential stuff that we didn't notice happening doesn't happen anymore, and things just kind of all stop. Yes. Um. Yeah. I think. I mean, sounds like there's going to be a power vacuum. Sounds like you get to step up and be the boss. Just yeah. ask if you can come to the leadership meetings. Well, yeah. Hey, as your understudy and the heir apparent to the throne of Pharaoh, yeah. can I shadow you <laughs> in some of these leadership meetings? I'm looking at some of the phrases in here. The boss attends the leadership meetings, communicating with other departments and all that business stuff. They might not be super interested in, <laughs> in taking the boss's role if if uh, all that business stuff sounds boring. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there will be an opening, so that's fair to ask. I'm assuming you've asked your boss already, and their answer is like, Sounds like a good problem for you to deal with because I'm retiring. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, what a problem. Too bad I won't be around to deal with it. That's going to be the highlight of your career, solving that problem. <laughs> yeah. I have this I have this mental image of this tool being some kind of command line utility that no one knows how it's yeah. built and or where it came from. And your job, your secret nights and weekend job is to uh, reverse engineer how this thing works and rewrite it. And then just like slowly and surreptitiously replace, like place symlinks on your coworkers' computers to symlink to your version. They don't even know mm. it happened, but the migration is now complete. Okay. And that's how you assume the mantle of the boss. Exactly. So suddenly people are like, hey, the tool isn't quite working right. You're like, I think I can fix this. I'm going to take over that code. Turns out you, you Stand wrote Stand back, code. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Watch me. Yeah. Watch me don my cape and fix this this um, elixir monstrosity that no one knows how to code on anymore. <laughs> no, elixir is a cool new language. Monstrosities don't exist in oh, it Oh, right, yet. What is it then? Fortran? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. 
Watch out. I have replaced your COBOL with a much newer... With COBOL 92. <laughs> <laughs> the newest version. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid... Yeah, I guess it, it really does depend on if you are trying to get someone else to solve this problem so you can continue to work as an individual contributor or if you are potentially interested in changing your job quite a bit to look more like this. Mm-hmm. Because if you are maybe interested in the job, I think it's it's a lot easier to say, I see this problem coming and it looks like I've got a year to ramp up. Awesome. Yeah, that feels, that feels like... Yeah, and, and you can tell your boss's boss, hey, we're working on a succession plan and just don't ask my boss about it yet because they forgot <laughs> yeah. temporarily. <laughs> they but tem- uh, <laughs> They temporarily don't remember the succession plan. <laughs> yeah, but they will in a couple months. But yeah, that's like you're bringing them a problem with a solution and then their problem is decide if they want you in that role and, and then you can kind of work on doing a good job. Perfect. But if you're sort of like, I would like someone else to solve this for me, then you have to you have to manipulate the chess pieces on the board <laughs> instead of yeah. do the thing yourself. One thing I really like about this situation is that you're actually not directly responsible for solving this problem. So you can just sit back and enjoy watching the chaos and drama unfold when this unprepared mm. company faces the actual prospect of having someone retire who has all these cards in their hand that no one knows what they are. I mean, this will be fun yeah. to watch. I think. Yeah. You could write a book about it. I mean, there could be one of the end results of this could be the whole team goes away too, though. So I don't think you're completely insulated from crashing and burning. Yeah, maybe maybe what's happened here is your boss has been lying about, like, let's let's not say lying. Your boss has been protecting your team. You don't actually do anything valuable for the company. You don't know where this code goes that you write. But this person has been keeping your paycheck flowing steadily for years. And and every once in a while you wonder, how come none of our users ever report any bugs? You have no users. Like your boss is just taking your code and just like putting it in a repository and then giving status updates and convincing the board of directors to keep funding your team just making stuff up yeah oh and you you feel familiar with the users because they've been making them up for so long yeah the boss has all these personas got consistent characters yeah yeah Yeah. there's probably going to be a novel this guy's been writing (laughs) and it comes out and you're like wait a minute some of the people in this novel use my software (laughs) weird some of them gave me kudos for doing a good job I remember Jennifer from the 13th floor. Yeah, yeah my boss told me all about the nice things she had to say about my my really good code. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you got to wonder do I want to do this job or not? And I mean if you don't want to do the job, you can kind of raise a flag up the org and say maybe talk to your boss about it to say have they have they prepared a succession plan? Them retiring makes it harder because you, like, uh, I don't know. I I don't want to assume laziness on their part, mm-hmm. but if I were never going to work again in in a few months, <laughs> there's stuff I would just not do yeah. probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm so, so yeah, you busy. could talk to them about it. So busy with the transition <laughs> plan. Yeah, making yeah. sure everything's buttoned up. Yeah, you could talk to them about it and and. 
make that their job for the rest of their time here is make sure there's a transition plan. You could you could work with their boss to make sure that they're considering it and or at least are aware there's going to be a, a period of chaos of some kind. But I don't think you can really fix it unless you want to start doing some of the work that your boss Listen, is currently doing. If you start doing. making people in leadership aware of the impending chaos, it will potentially reduce the chaos. And I'm saying you have a, a front row seat to a really cool show. And any, ah. anything you do to tamp down the chaos will make that show less enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's like it's like you're going to a fireworks show and you go and you like unplug a bunch of the leads going to a lot of the fireworks. <laughs> exactly. Why do that? Why not why not make the spectacle big? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Well, I think that means we've answered the question. So. It sounds like a surefire <laughs> way to succeed. Yeah. It all depends <laughs> on what your objective is, I guess. Yep. Okay. I want to take a minute, Jameson, and tell our listeners about the sponsor of this episode, which is Notion. Notion is a really useful um, note-taking app, document, project management app. It's kind of it's kind of a Swiss army knife. And recently, the Notion team has launched some new AI capabilities that make the Swiss army knife even more Swiss. You know, you can do things like tell it to create lists of stuff. You can ask questions, do Q&A directly in your notes, uh, ask for, you know, notes, summaries, Really, really handy. The Q&A piece is especially useful because a lot of the AI integrations are in, in, in products across the world are sort of like thin wrappers around the model. And this lets you put your own knowledge into it. So yeah. instead of asking it, what is your opinion on... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my brain isn't working. What is your opinion on Jameson's brain not working? And then it'll hallucinate something. <laughs> because you've written a ton of notes in your Notion workspace about Jameson's brain and how frustrating it is to you that it doesn't work, it can use that to create and retrieve better answers for you. It's perfect. And it, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, these uh, this these answers can be sourced from across your workspace from, from public notes and meeting notes and things like that and other docs, your wiki. Mm -hmm. So very, very handy I on I actually don't know of another like corporate mode uh, Q and A with the new large language model stuff that's been happening where you can actually ask questions about your own company's documents. So that's that's pretty cool. It's also I mean if you use a tool like this for long enough, you get a lot of content in it, and it can be a ton of work to manually curate it. So yeah. being able to uh, ask questions that don't depend on someone carefully structuring the the information architecture. It's pretty powerful to be able to keep finding stuff. Well, we have a special deal just for you listeners. You can try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash soft skills. It's all lowercase notion.com slash soft skills to use the powerful and easy to use Notion AI today. You support our show as well and, and make them give us nice good boy head pats when yeah. you do that. <laughs> they lo I love those head pats. Yeah. <laughs> they are the too. best. <laughs> all right shall we read our next question yes i believe you are holding the conch for this one all right i will i promise not to abuse my power okay famous last words uh this is from a listener named max Lattimore, who says it's annual review season when choosing reviewers do i a choose the reviewers that will make me look the best or b wait two they used a and then two <laughs> they got me 
Or two, gotcha. choose the reviewers who might actually give me actionable feedback. If it helps, I'm on very good terms with my boss and their boss, as well as most of the C-suite. And there is no way that I either get a promotion or fired in this review cycle. Oh. I have been <laughs> a top performer in previous review cycles, but I expect that I won't be reviewed so highly this time around. All right. I'm like, I'm in the middle of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've already answered the question. And the answer is it doesn't matter because <laughs> you're not going to get a promotion. You're not going to get fired. You've been a top performer. You won't be reviewed so highly. Like, I don't know. So choose reviewers that are most likely to get you a rating of meets expectations. Because that's where you're headed already. Yeah. This is an interesting dimension on the review cycle performance review process where you pick your own reviewers. And it sounds like what they say has some kind of weight separate from your manager's weight. So then there's this like extra layer of strategy around it. Um, which, like all things, can result in negative behavior to <laughs> try and <laughs> try and play the game correctly. Because I think the intention is, you know who you work with the closest or who might have the best feedback, and so clearly pick those people. But maybe they're going to tell you stuff that will make you look bad. I don't know. I think if it was if it were me, I would pick the reviewers who might give me actually actionable feedback. Especially if I wasn't worried that there was going to be some negative consequence from it. Because presumably, you know these coworkers well enough to know they're not going to say, like, stop stealing like you do all the time <laughs> from the company. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be useful things to improve, not like outing you as a horrible fraud. Well, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, okay, let's say you're, you know, you're middle of the pack. I'm not going to get a huge promotion, also not going to get fired. And your boss is sitting here going, okay, wow, every reviewer gave a ton of constructive criticism to you. None of my other reviewers did that. They all just gave nothing but praise. But you got all this constructive criticism. I mean, I was going to give you just a meet expectations, but I think I'm going to put you on a performance plan. Hmm. I don't think that's possible. If your boss knows you, yeah, they said they are on good terms with their boss, their boss's boss. Maybe maybe that could be a potential outcome in some cases, but it doesn't seem likely here just because they have the context. Have you found, Jamison, that people are more likely to give real valuable feedback to your boss or just directly to you outside the concept outside the context of a performance review? Oh, definitely to my boss. <laughs> really? I've, I've, yeah, I've found it kind of rare that, well, am I now I'm checking this as I say it. Yeah. I think I think I just work have worked either I'm so terrifying that no one wants to give me constructive feedback face to face which is definitely or my true. peers are all just I mean I cowards <laughs> <laughs> they fear my wrath maybe I remember one time this has been a long long time so I feel comfortable talking about it but I I sat down for my performance review with my boss and he says to me well Dave we were going to give you an x percent raise this year but we got some negative feedback for from someone about you and so we're going to dock it a few percent and he then he shared the feedback with me and the name of the person who gave it and i re Ooh. i rebutted it i was like that's that's not true and he was like oh, hmm. oh okay well i guess have a nice day like <laughs> it's like sorry i already signed the, the raise form and, <laughs> you know he just he didn't know what to do with that and uh 
Did you did you still get the raise or not? No, I got the same. I got the reduced raise. Like they really liked me. You got but, the reduced raise. Yeah, like he told me they. Your not, argument meant nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's like no. I mean, this, we've said this a long time, Jameson. Like by the time you show up at the day when your boss is giving you your performance review, any any concept of raise or negotiation, no, that that you missed the boat like months ago, for that. If you wanted to make a case, and yeah. this is where I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it reinforces your point that people are willing to go to your boss and say things even if it's like that's not really how that went down um yeah but, but they're willing to say negative things to your boss and it's it's actually one of the great illogical parts of being a human is that we're willing to say things to people about other people even knowing that those other people are going to find out that we said it <laughs> and yeah. so it's almost it's like just one layer of indirection in the moment of sharing the information, but otherwise it's exactly the same as saying it to someone's face. Yeah. Hmm. I choose to interpret that as my answer to the question being correct. I agree. That's, that's, that is the point I was trying to make. Oh, cool. I was just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of agree with you, James. And I think if you want, this is a good opportunity for you to get a bunch of unfiltered feedback that you might not be able to get in normal circumstances. In fact, if you want to really take it all the way, I would go to my boss and say, hey, listen, there's a few very specific things I want to hear from my peers. Like, hey, do you do you find my behavior in code reviews to be conducive to a good team environment and really productive? You know, like, give me your feedback on that. Or, hey, do you like the way that mm-hmm. I indent my Java code? You know, give me feedback on that. Like, yeah. things that people won't say to your face necessarily, you might be able to f- get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Direct feedback, constructive feedback from peers is is hard to come by. Yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm kind of I don't know if it's a principle. The thing I am thinking about when picking this answer to the question is is like I want this as much as I can get it because I never get it. So if there's a way I can get more of it and it isn't gonna be horribly painful, then awesome. I will do. I'll, I choose that thing. Yeah. That's kind of my read of the situation. You can get more direct, helpful feedback, and it's not going to be painful. Yeah, you can do the feedback can, gerrymandering next year when you're up for promotion, and then only only <laughs> select the really, you know, the, the gushing praise people. Who you, this is? Yeah, this is kind of like what you're getting with talking to your boss about it as well. But you can you can point out to your boss you're making this decision too to say, hey, I'm I'm choosing to ask for things i can improve on and i i hope that there will be things over maybe just getting like a bland positive good job type of peer review from somebody so they can kind of calibrate when they see it come through yeah yeah that's a good idea kind of help mitigate some of the risk you know i can just imagine Yeah, like you put it you put it in the context of of what you're trying to do and so they don't have to just see it and say oh there are three negative things here and there are zero negative things in anybody else's so yeah so you get must fired. Be a lot of negative things <laughs> yeah yeah that's one too many negative comments from yeah. your peer in, your, yeah, in their reviews <laughs> we had a threshold set at two in our hr yeah. system and you just tripped it apologies yeah yeah i i, I think that makes a lot of sense and and who knows you'll, you'll probably actually show very well for doing this and I, you might be tempted to say to your boss, hey, listen, I, n- I don't really feel like I'm at a risk of being fired, but I also don't feel like I'm going to get a super strongly positive review. So I'm going to take this opportunity to gather honest, constructive criticism from my peers for this round. Um, you maybe don't have to go that extreme, but you could say like to your boss, hey, really, I want to get 
very specific, actionable feedback this time. Will you partner with, with me on this? In fact, I've prepared five or six questions that in addition to whatever you already ask, I'd like you to ask them and try to get really concrete feedback from them. Just And tell hmm. them, like, don't pull any punches, don't hold anything back. I just want to know. And I, I think managers love it when you give them permission to be fully honest and transparent with you. Because not every leader is willing you know, like like so many of Jameson's cowardly peers, <laughs> there, are, there are also cowardly uh, managers who just don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, I know because sometimes I am one of those. Yeah, most of us are most of it's, the time. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I'm glad for it because it would suck to live in a world of fully transparent, viciously honest, brutal people all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, we need our... our- Tiny, fragile egos couldn't take it. Yeah, exactly. Not everyone can live in New York City all the time. <laughs> that was my little jab at the East Coast. As you leave the taxi, you give them a withering performance review. Yes. <laughs> one star. Yeah. Did not dodge pothole. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> Are you going to write that in the app? No, there's an app. I'm just telling you. One star. <laughs> All right. Well, have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. This will be an exciting opportunity to 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 confront reality in a more visceral way <laughs> than you have in the past. And I laud you for it. Yeah. Yeah. I do the thing Dave said he does too. What is that? What is that? Laud? Yes. <laughs> I do that. I laud. I laud so much. <laughs> Usually you're the one busting out the obscure vocabulary words from as such a reader. Uh, well, I did. Didn't you hear how much I just lauded? <laughs> Clearly you, I went up to you. <laughs> you lauded so much. Even more than Dave did. That's what I want you to take away. Okay. However many lauds you got, you got more from me. <laughs> All right. What can people do if they want their own questions answered? If you would like to be lauded, go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button where you can fill out our form. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. We laud you for taking the time to write your questions. (laughs) We love hearing your stories. They are always just, they are the most joyous part of my Friday every week reading what you've written in. Thank you. Please keep them coming. I would actually say we we laud your stories. Yeah, that is accurate. All right. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week.